Christian Heritage Ministry, in cooperation with Fuller Seminary, proudly presents the Old Fashioned Revival Hour, a broadcast of the Gospel with Dr. Charles E. Let's stand, please, and sing Heavenly Sunshine as you sing through 
the first time, turn around and shake hands with as many as possible. Everybody with a smile now and sing it out heartily, all together. That's it. Wonderful. Turn around, shake hands. Once more, freely send out heavenly sunshine all together. so grateful and thankful to God for our loyal radio friends. And I want personally to thank each one of you for the part that you have had in this radio ministry and for the encouragement that you have given to us along the way. We shall appreciate hearing from new and old friends alike, but especially we urge our new listeners to send us a letter this week. religion and I got it in time and I'm on my journey home. My Lord, I'm on my journey. My Lord, I'm on my journey. My Lord, I'm on my journey. On my journey home. If you get there before I do, just tell my Lord I'm coming through. For I know His grace will carry me through and I'm on my journey home. My Lord, I'm on my journey. My Lord has done just what he said. He raised the sick and he raised the dead. On the cruel cross he suffered and bled. And I'm on my journey home. I'm sometimes up and I'm sometimes down. But I thank God I'm heaven bound. And I'm sure no one can turn me around, and I'm on my journey home. My Lord, I'm on my journey. Perfect day. I'm going. 
of life is blooming meet me there. When the storms of life are all on the happy golden shore, where the faithful part no more meets me there. Where the hearts of angels ring and the blessed forever sing in the palace of the king, meet me there. Where it's sweet communion blend, heart with heart and friend with friend. In a world that never shall end, meet me there. 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 Where the sea of life is flowing, meet me there. When the storms of life are o'er, on the happy golden shore. Sing with us, come on, meet me there, that's it. Amazing grace. for Christ, a chaplain in the military academy. 
Dear Reverend Fuller, I want to let you know what your broadcast means to me by telling you about a certain young lady. She gave her heart to the Lord while she was a young girl. Then there was a short time when she strayed from his way. But God used your broadcast during this time as a restraining influence. Then there came a terrific testing time in her life when she spent five years in bed suffering from tuberculosis. During that time, your broadcast was the one that she never tired of and received great blessing from. And last year, on the 11th of May, she went home to be with her Lord. I thought that I would like to tell you about one that received so much help from your broadcast because she was my wife. Isn't that a sweet letter? The lady writes, We are on our way to Juneau, Alaska. Never did we enjoy the old-fashioned revival hour as much as today, though we have listened for years. On board ship, it seems that nearly everyone drinks liquor, and they seem to think of little else. My sister and I share a stateroom with a young lady who celebrated with the crowd last night, Saturday night, and came to bed about one in the morning. It was terrible in our stateroom by morning. It makes one heart sick. The celebration went on all night, but they did turn on the old-fashioned revival hour on the ship radio, and it was wonderful to hear you speak on Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And from the looks on some of the faces, I think the message struck home. And how good to hear the lovely music, too. Well, how true it is, friends, that radio does carry the gospel everywhere and to most unexpected places. Do pray with us that God and his people will undertake that this beloved hour may be able to carry on. And his last letter is a touching one from a veterans hospital in Massachusetts. Evidently, there are men there, God bless them, who still are very ill and under great strain. And this man writes on a piece of a paper napkin, a lovely letter, the dear Mr. Fuller. I heard your sermon this Mother's Day, May the 11th, and your wife reading the letters. Us patients were noisy until you started talking about God. Some patients left the room, others lay down their beds like me, and everything in the ward got quiet. And your voice was the only one talking. You used magic words telling us about God and that he loves us. It's after supper now and we feel much different since hearing you, sort of at ease. We veterans have been through a lot, you know, and sometimes we get mad at God, our creator. And then your voice and advice seems to change things and we begin to ease our minds again. And that good letter is signed, Just Joe. Oh, friends, we must not neglect to pray for our servicemen and for the veterans, and do all we can to help them, the ones that are near us. And that is all I shall have time for today, friends.
May we stand, please, and sing two verses of number 123. Faith of our fathers living still. And I want you to send it out with no uncertain tone. Send it across the nations and let them know that we stand on the faith once delivered unto the saints. For faith is the foundation of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How thankful we are that we can send the word of God out in these perilous times all together. beloved son learned obedience for the things that he suffered, may we too, as we walk in the footsteps of the cross of Christ, think it not strange when fiery trials come to try our faith, which is much more precious than gold that perishes. But may we through thy permissive and directive will thank thee for every experience of life on this wilderness journey knowing that all things do work together for good to those that are the called ones, to those that love thee. And we pray especially for those that are going through fiery trials and deep trials and testing trials. We pray especially today for our servicemen. God bless them and may thy arms be about them and in the heat of conflict or the time of doubt and homesickness, may the Holy Spirit speak to thousands of them and point them to the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. And may many be saved. Bless those veterans, especially upon beds of sickness, ease the pain, comfort their hearts, and may the peace of God which passes all understanding, garrison their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Save souls today, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Listening to the Old Fashioned Revival Hour with Dr. Charles E. Fuller. Open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 17, as we rejoin the broadcast. I'll provide additional information after Dr. Fuller concludes his message on the helmet of salvation. Oh, 
with your Bibles open to Ephesians, the sixth chapter, the first part of verse 17, a very simple message. Notice the wording, and take the helmet of salvation, and take the helmet of salvation. We are in a series, short series of messages on the whole armor of God, and every believer should be clothed upon with this spiritual armor in order that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We have considered the girdle or the military belt of truth, the breastplate or coat of mail of righteousness, the gospel shoe that is having one's feet shod with the readiness of the gospel, and the shield of faith. And now today, the helmet of salvation, a very Easy message to give in this way that I want you to mark just three words. First of all, mark the word helmet. Second, the word salvation. Third, the word, the word take. Can you remember that? Of course you can. Take the helmet of salvation. And I'm putting them in that order. First, the helmet. Second, salvation. And then the word take. Now the helmet is a very essential uh, part necessary to protect the head, for the head is quite as vital as the heart. And an arrow aimed at the brain could strike death as quickly as when it's directed to the heart. And the hardest strokes of the enemy are aimed usually at the head. And so from the earliest times, soldiers in battle array have needed strong protection for the head. The helmet is a must in the list of articles for combative warfare, for the center of sight and reasoning and intelligence needs strong protection. For the stronger the steel or metal used in the construction of helmets, the better the chances of survival on the part of soldiers thus equipped. Now, Ephesians 6 reveals that the believer is engaged in a fierce, constant spiritual warfare, that a great host of spiritual wickedness is arrayed against him. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world's system, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we need the armor of God to be able to stand against the wiles of the evil one. Now the believer needs his head covered to protect his thoughts, his reasoning, his intelligence against the continual onslaught of the satanic lies that are about us on all sides. We need to be protected against the satanic false teachings or doctrines abroad in the lands today. The natural or the unregenerated man is blinded by Satan, the god of this present evil world system. Not only blinded, but listen, walking in great spiritual darkness, he is energized, given or driven and empowered by Satan, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in all the children of disobedience. And to you, my unsaved friend, you're continually energized and driven by none other than Satan, the prince of the power of the air. 
Now let's get that straight. Satan, the author of that wisdom which cometh from below, which is earthly, central, and devilish, is continually bombarding the unsaved, unprotected. You have no covering uh, to keep you from the onslaughts of the evil one. You are constantly under bombardment from the father of lies, Satan, the old serpent called the devil. And he is thrusting his lies at you day and night. For bear in mind that the entire world system as we now see it, composed of all unregenerated men, lieth in the arms of the wicked one, being daily lulled to sleep by false doctrine, by lies, by propaganda that is against the word of God. And let me stop and interject this, that whatever teaching, I don't care from whence it comes, whatever teaching that you find that is contrary to the revealed word of God, it comes from out of the pit. Now let's get it straight. Satan has his doctrine. He has his false teaching, his lies, and every one of them, even though they may be coated with sugar and have a ray of light in them, every one of those lies that he gives out, are everyone is diametrically opposed to the eternal word of God. And hence, we see on all sides of us today men believing the lie over against God's Word. And Satan is ever trying to substitute uh, his Word, his lies, for the Word of God. Now notice, the satanic doctrines, for example, place the Lord Jesus on the level of other religious leaders, saying that He, God's beloved Son, is one among many of the world's religious leaders, that there are many ways uh, to heaven and to the hereafter. Satanic teachings deny that God was manifest in the flesh in the person of the Lord Jesus. He denies the virgin birth, and he denies that Christ is the pure, spotless one without blemish. He denies the atoning substitutionary death on Calvary's cross. He denies the bodily resurrection. He denies the ascension. He denies the Lord's coming again in person and in power and in great glory. I have nothing whatever to do with his dirty lies. Hence the believer, having received Christ as his own personal Savior, hearing the word of God and passing from death unto life and becoming a new creation, his mind, now listen, his mind needs to be renewed, not be conformed uh, to the teachings of this uh, unregenerated world system or the satanic lies. And the believer needs to have the mind of Christ, letting the mind of Christ rule in him, reign supreme in him. And so we read in Colossians 2.8, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy. And the word philosophy simply means in a general sense 
the natural unsaved man's reasonings concerning the spiritual or the unseen or the hereafter. And if he is dead in trespasses and sin, he knows nothing of the truth of the hereafter. So beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy, that is, natural man's reasoning, and vain deceit after the tradition of man, after the rudiments or rules of the word, and not after Christ. The believer, therefore, needs to be equipped with God's helmet to withstand the satanic onslaughts of false teaching. And especially, is it true to you, young converts, that after your conversion, that you will be bombarded by satanic lies and doubts and fears and wonder what it's all about? And you need to become saturated and encased in the Word of God as never before. For faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Young converts, do not listen to the many vain babblings of men's thoughts, but bear in mind that the Word of God giveth light. The Word of God is the foundation of things hoped for. For the man that is unsaved, listen, he in his mind uh, seems that there's a right way of men, but the end thereof is death. He has a way out, but the end thereof is spiritual death or separation from God for all eternity. And so the believer needs God's helmet to guard his thoughts his reasonings, his intelligence against all the satanic lies. Note in the second place that this God-provided helmet is designated as the helmet of salvation. What a glorious word. The believer's helmet is salvation. That is, a certain knowledge and assurance he has been delivered from the consequence of sin. For bear in mind that Christ died for our sin, the just for the unjust. Oh, what a helmet to put upon the mind and upon the head. What assurance that Christ has paid the penalty for our sins. No wonder we read, these things are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing have life through his name. And then later, John writing after all of his earthly life had nearly passed from Ephesus, persecution and tribulation, imprisonment and finally banishment was his portion. He writes, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. Listen, that ye may know. Some people believe that they'll never know they're saved until they get to heaven. I want to know right now that believe on the Son of God that ye may know that ye have present tense eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. 
Then 2 Timothy 1.12, Paul says, I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And this helmet of salvation gives you a foundation, gives you assurance to face the foe with courage and with boldness, like Paul facing the Corinthian church, where that church was filled with all kinds of false teachings. He came out and he said, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Blessed is the man who has this assurance that can say, I know. Now the Lord Jesus has saved us from our sin. We who have accepted Christ as personal Savior, we are pardoned. We are acquitted. We have peace with God. We're free from the penalty of sin. We're delivered from all guilt and the power of sin. What assurance! Hence, the believer, resting on the foundation of God's sure and eternal word, becomes an effective warrior, a good soldier of Jesus Christ, able to endure hardness, for he has his head protected by the helmet of salvation. Note please in 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, this helmet of salvation is referred to as follows. Let us, that is speaking to the believers, who are of the day be sober, putting on for a helmet the hope of salvation. That is referring to the Lord's second coming, the blessed hope. For according to Romans 8.24, we are saved by hope. Being saved daily, we look unto the blessed hope for the time when the full redemption will be completed and these bodies of our humiliation then will be fashioned like unto His glorious body. This blessed hope is a steadying hope. And in the heat of battle, with Satan using all of his powerful forces against us, if we hold steadfast this hope, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, we are always more than conquerors through him that loved us and gave himself for us. And we will not become spoiled made less effective, cast away, put on the sidelines. But be true warriors, pressing the battle to the very end to victory. And like Paul of old, press towards the upward calling, the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. Let the nations come and go. Let wars come and go. Yes, let the atomic bombs come and go. We've got a steadying, protecting, courage-encouraging hope in the Lord's return. The helmet of salvation. The hope of salvation. Now, in conclusion, 
May we notice the little word take. It's a beautiful word. Occurs 52 times in the New Testament. It's a different word than you find in verses 13 and 16 of Ephesians 6. 13th verse, wherefore take unto you the whole armor. And then the 16th verse, taking the shield of faith is an entirely different word. May I give it to you? It's been a tremendous help to me. As I've studied it, and the Holy Spirit's unfolded it to me, I've said over and over again, thank you. Thank you for giving the little drops of information along the way. Here it is. This word take in Ephesians 6.17 signifies accepting something from the hand of another. A personal relationship, not taking something up that's already provided for you, there. No one handing it to you. But this word take signifies accepting something from the hand of another which has been offered to us. We are to receive this from the hand personally, from the hand of the captain of our salvation. He has prepared for our warfare this helmet without money and without price. He wants you to personally receive this helmet of salvation and He will personally, spiritually speaking, place it upon your head. Notice Paul, and I close with this. I wish I had a few minutes longer. Notice what Paul said. I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ, a personal revelation from the captain of his salvation. And Paul put on the helmet of salvation. And the Lord Jesus is the head of the great army of believers. Take from his hands that were pierced by the nails on Calvary. Take what he offers us. Take and hope and fight the good fight of faith, enduring hardness unto the end, being steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work from the Lord. Take from his hand, personally, and to you outside of Christ, take salvation. That Christ died for your sin, was buried, and rose again the third day according to the Scripture. To as many as receive Him, to those that receive Him, God gives the power to become the sons of God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Everyone quiet before Him and bowed before Him. Friends outside of Christ in the radio audience, God is offering to you salvation by grace through faith. Will you receive the gift of eternal life through Him? And 
look up into the Father's face and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Save me for Christ's sake. And in this splendid, visible audience here in Long Beach today, how many will quickly put their hands up in this audience and say, Brother Fuller, pray for me. I here now want to accept Christ as my personal Savior and receive the free gift of salvation through him. Will you put your hand up and say, pray for me? Anyone in this audience, just as we're bowed before him, God bless you. Anyone else, just as the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Are there any others? Put their hand up. God bless you back there, lady. God bless you down here, serviceman here in the front. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Anyone else? God bless you back there. As the Holy Spirit speaks, anyone else? Out in the radio audience, give your hearts to Christ today. This is Charles E. Fuller bidding you goodbye and God's richest blessing upon you. Continue in prayer. Oh,